Today's episode is brought to you by Global Specialized Safety Incorporated. You can find them at globalssinc.com. That's globalssinc.com for all of your safety needs. Safe by choice, not by chance. Global Specialized Safety is veteran-owned and operated. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. This show is for veterans, first responders, and their families, and honestly, for anybody who wants to recover from trauma. We are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible. Our vision is of a world where the path to recovery is clear. Please help with this mission by following and rating this show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This simple action will help others find help for PTS injuries. Your help in promoting this podcast could be saving a life. Hello, all you beautiful souls. Thank you for joining me today. Today is a show that I have mixed feelings about. I both was looking forward to it and really not looking forward to it because of the subject matter that we have to cover. I wish it was all a horrible nightmare, but it isn't. Uh, So today on the show, we have Craig, the Sawman Sawyer. Brother, thanks for making the time and being with me today. Hey, it's a privilege, Mark. I appreciate you addressing the subject, tough subject, but it's one that people deserve and need to know about. Well, this whole show is about trauma recovery, and there is nothing more traumatic than childhood sexual abuse. And when it's commercialized to a degree that is just beyond measure, I have just so many questions for you, Craig. Uh, the The fact that this is the worst, cr- most people would say this is the worst crime imaginable, child sex trafficking, that there, it's the top of the list. There's, there's nothing worse. It's a form of torture. And yet, it's treated, it's invisible. The, uh, the politicians are ignoring it. Uh, it's not a, a key issue for anyone because somehow people think it doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect their own children. So, and I uh, do apologize. I haven't watched the whole Contraland movie yet, but I will. So let's start with the Contraland movie. When did that come out and um, what's been the... What has been the feedback from it? Is it is it making good ground? Are eyes getting opened? A lot of eyes are, have been opened from it. It took us three years to film it. It aired last year on the Daystar a television network. It aired to 90 million homes in U.S. and Canada. And it has been heavily suppressed everywhere else. And we've had big platforms refuse to air it even at no charge. And because there is a complicity that, as you mentioned, it's very covert. Child trafficking is a covert criminal enterprise. It's a covert domestic operation run at literally industrial scale. So they're estimating it's between 38 to $50 billion in the U S alone. So I don't know what it looks like in Canada and elsewhere, but, uh, just for an example of scale, that would make it larger annual revenue than all pro sports combined. So that's a lot of harm to children. That's a lot of little lives that are destroyed and sold for what? What what do you sell a child to another human being for? Well, 
sex, slave labor, organ harvesting, and torture, murder. So none of it's good for the kids. And my thing is coming from a covert background in counterterrorism and national security and the intelligence community, I realized that any covert operation relies on secrecy to enjoy uh, that, that cover and the, the ease of operation. So once the natives understand what's going on, once the locals realize that there's a a hostile covert operation going on and their territory, they're going to turn against it. And that's what I mean to do Mark with Contra land. That's why we brought in so many victims and witnesses and experts to talk on the facts of it, to reveal to the populace what has been deliberately kept from them. So when we see people like Jeffrey Epstein arrested and then miraculously either murdered or disappeared, whatever your theory is on it, he's not testifying. And we don't see any other arrests based upon it. Well, then we see Ghislaine Maxwell. She's arrested and her trials kept pretty quiet. And uh, where are the other arrests based on, on her arrest and her um, testimony, her witness? Um, we've got Barney Frank, you know, literally running a boys' brothel out of his congressional office in D.C., and that was smoothed over. Nobody wants to talk about that. Or Jeffrey, or uh, um, Harvey Weinstein, the casting couch, and what it takes to be uh, in the big A-list movies in Hollywood, whether you're a youth or an adult. And all of this is starting to and, and laptops. Wiener's laptop, um, Hunter Biden's laptops, multiple laptops, hard drives. Uh, I know several people that have copies of that. They can't sweep that all under the rug. But why are they trying to make it all go away? Well, the cabal is, is for lack of a better term, a, a large criminal network that is taking over the U.S. and Canada and many other countries have a dark secret that they, at the core of their culture, and that culture for them is it's a spiritual. They subscribe to ancient gods, small g, Baal and Moloch, biblical uh, ancient gods that dictate that these people are supposed to defile God's most precious and innocent, the most harmless, the children. And so they do the unthinkable to children, and that's what they think they're supposed to do with their very sick and dark and abusive cults. So that's really the clash between good and evil. There is such a thing as a force of good. There is such a thing as a force of evil, and they are at a a galactic biblical level clash right now, and the children are at the very center of that war. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about it, is that it is spiritual. There is such a thing as 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 a source of the inclination of to do something good or something horrible. It comes from somewhere. And that's what I, I think is the most important for people to understand about, about it. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense at all. If you just look at it in the typical sense that we've been conditioned to, to look at things, it doesn't make sense. But once you start studying what their beliefs are and why they do what they do, you realize, ah, this is at the center of their culture they, they destroy the children. They believe they get benefits from it, from the dark side, if you will. And we have to recognize that and face it in order to do something about it. So 
that's really what we're up against. So from first, I, you know, I, I have to I have to agree with yeah. you, uh, Craig. I I see it the same way. I do see it as okay. a battle of good and evil. I do see the spiritual side of it. But for those that don't, because I, I could just hear the people tuning out and rolling their eyes right now. That's okay if you don't see it that way. But at the end of the day, these kids are being trafficked. These kids yeah. are being hurt, and that's the bottom line. And I want to address what I think a lot of people are probably thinking right now listening to you. And what they're hearing is um, QAnon, right? So there's a thing where it's a trick. It has nothing to do with QAnon. I I know, I know, but I need to address it. So um, there's something called two truths and a lie. And I believe that the QAnon thing is two truths and a lie or two lies and a truth, whatever it is to, as a counterintelligence propaganda, to further smear and discredit the fact that child sex trafficking is happening. Uh, have you had any insights on that? Do you think that, do you agree that uh, the QAnon stuff is, is put out to discredit the actual child sex trafficking? It seems as though it is. I would say just even leaving that, you know, name and, and group, because the people, they're, they're very, very passionate. You know, they, the, the entertainment that they get from that is, is has them completely consumed. So shoving that aside, I would say, generally speaking, on the whole, in principle, anybody that, that brings distruth, untruth, and mixes it with some truth and presents it on a mass scale harms the real cause. They harm the truth. And so if they are um, exaggerating and, and creating wild stories, I know one guy uh, in particular, he really aligns himself with the, the QAnon group just for the numbers and the reach. But this one particular individual is a, is a psychopath. He's a fired janitor. He's a convicted felony stalker. He's an admitted pedophile. And he's a current fugitive from multiple warrants for his arrest. And he survives strictly by bearing false witness um, and claiming to be part of the federal government and a Pentagon pedophile task force, which doesn't exist, and all these fantasy things. So he entertains his idiotic followers who don't bother to vet their sources as a federal criminal investigator would. They just take a headline off the internet off and don't look into the source. And then they run with that because it's an emotionally exhilarating experience. And it's really, they just entertain themselves online. These aren't people that do anything in the real world to help. So I think by observing that I see the harm in it when someone can just put out wild hope porn, we call it, Hey, there's a big solution. You don't have to do anything. Just sit at home and just, that was the point of it. Someone that you yep, never heard right. of is just going to magically come and save the day. Sit back. You don't even have to vote. Don't 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 do anything. Don't hound your elected officials. It's Trust all in the plan. Boy, how intoxicating is that for the lazy people that don't want to get off the sofa? It's already been won, and there's just going to be a magical army that's going to arrest all these huge, you know, uh, leaders and people of national. Um, elected official positions that are betraying us all. I'm like, man, that's really, really dangerous, folks. What if there's not some magical army? In fact, we lost the election. Our country's being absolutely torn to pieces, and that that magical army never came. 
And so if people can't see it by now and realize the damage and the harm, then they're kind of uh, beyond salvage. So I would say, look, uh, it's it's wise to take a systematic approach. So I want to talk about solutions. Dr. Shiva realized that big tech is laundering censorship for the cabal. That's why you and I can post the truth, and it gets absolutely censored. You'll get deleted. You'll get banned from all these radical leftist big tech uh, platforms. And so I think we've got to realize that we, we, have to, we have to be wise in how we put out the truth, and we have to be very careful and accurate. If people want to say, we're the news now, okay, that's good. I think that's healthy and good. But with that comes responsibility. If you want the truth to be, if you want the information to be accurate, you want to get accurate information, you've got to vet your sources. You have to research the source to find out their level of credibility and their integrity and uh, what their motive may be. So if somebody was running you down and saying you were the most horrible fiend on earth, I would probably need to know what their relationship with you is and why they're so bent against you and what their motive may be and what their level of credibility, what their level of accuracy has been over time uh, before I can just run with a headline and say, oh, Marx is horrible fiend, you know, because some lunatic online said so uh, in a fake article somewhere. Let- so I think that's that's something that needs to be done. People need to just learn the basic discipline and and professional ethic of vetting their sources, which they, they don't do. Let's start with the um, with definitions, because the power of words. When uh, Gazin, or however you say it, uh, Maxwell, Gillian yeah. Maxwell was uh, uh, hauled out under the carpet and sensed and everything else. Um, they didn't call it what it was, you know, at, at first. And then there was a huge backlash. First, they they said it was for uh, sexual. Um, misconduct or something like they really um, trivialized what was going on and then eventually they called it sex trafficking but very few outlets called it child sex trafficking but let's define let's talk about like what are we actually talking about here so for child sex trafficking uh gazane galane maxwell we're talking about girls like 12 to 14 years old aren't we like what's what's the age range that we're talking about that's the most common age range yes 12 to 14 okay so truly children we're not talking about 17 and three quarters we're talking about 12 to 14 year old uh girls and boys now is it a fairly even split between girls and boys or is it mostly girls it's mostly girls, but there are a lot of boys harmed too. And let me tell you, Mark, now that I'm running this mission in good faith, uh, I'm meeting adults and I'm talking about hardened spec ops, warriors, veterans, uh, professional, uh, famous rock musicians, people from literally every walk of life when they know that I'm sincere. I'm talking about we're sitting down having dinner together or, or, or closely uh, related and they learn what I do and why they open up to me and they share Hey, Craig, they confide in me, man, I was raped from the time from this age to this age. And I've never told anybody cause I'm, I'm a boy and what's a man to do, but just eat it. Right. And just move on. Just try to sh- compartmentalize it and shove it away. But, but that you can't heal when you do that. No. You know, men don't feel like they're welcome to to seek some way of working through the trauma, the wrong that was done to them, the 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 the, the, the shattering of their little 
innocent mind. And then they struggle over whether or not they're homosexual or whether or not they should have fought harder. And they were just a freaking boy. Yeah. I was a uh, tiny boy whose brains are not fully developed until 23 to 25 years of age. So the radical left wants to uh, beat everybody over the head with the term science. Trust the science. Well, the actual science is the human brain is not fully developed until the ages of 23 to 25 years of age. So <laughs> 12, 14 year olds certainly cannot advocate for themselves against a full grown predatory adult that wants what he or she wants. And it's going to bring that trauma on that child for that reason, for that scientific factual reason the children are indefensible and we must protect them. It's really that simple. It's not just another sexual preference for that scientific and factual reason. Minor attracted people is how pedophiles are uh, starting to be talked about. And I, it blows my mind and really adds a lot of credibility. The fact that um, terms like that are being allowed and that pedophilia is uh, not attacked and dealt with the way it should be that the only conclusion i can logically come to is that there must be some people at the top that are themselves pedophiles how else would they be okay with this you know including judges the supreme court judges yeah 100 percent. look the, the this cabal are have become masters at funneling off our tax dollars, especially in the U.S. I don't know so much about Canada, but in the U.S., our tax dollars that go to these these non-government groups that are that are presented as government, like the CDC, the World Health Organization, there's a lot of U.S. tax dollars that go to that. Well, there are globalist Marxist billionaires who are masters at funneling off some of those streams of money into their own hundreds of subvert radical subversive activist organizations that burn buildings and loot cities and and uh, rape and murder and and attack our freedoms and liberties and attack our constitution so they they're able to get the our own money and use against us so they beat us over the head with this ideological subversion and try to destroy what it is that makes our our country so strong and insurmountable against attacks by tanks planes and guns they attack our culture so they attack our basic system of values they want us to be tolerant quote unquote boy they want us to be tolerant and blindly so tolerant to anything any amount of abuse any amount of destruction even tolerant of them raping our children i'm with so no, i'm with you craig I, i'm with you on this and I, I know i'm I'm sorry for cutting you off. Um, I I want to steer back to the actual impact on the children, okay? Um, I'm with you. I agree with you. uh, But for this conversation, for the scope of my show, uh, staying on the impact of the children, we we have to delve in a little bit more about what's actually happening and what it looks like and how it relates to everybody. Because this is how it's ignored. You know, it's the NIMBY, not in my backyard. Uh, It doesn't affect me kind of thing. A conversation I had with a mental health professional in, uh, I live just south of the city of Calgary in Canada. And 
what I have been told by insiders, by therapists that actually deal with the children that are rescued, is that every city in North America, every major city has houses full of kids that are that are strapped to mattresses, um, being uh, sold and raped uh, all day, every day. We think of that stuff like this happens in Thailand or Vietnam, but it happens everywhere. And this has happened, and the arrests have been made in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And yet, it's never on the news. People don't know that this happens. So let's talk to the scope of what I'm talking about. Do you agree that every major city has rape houses uh, where children are being raped? There, I've I've seen a lot of different scenarios. There may be a house where the kids who don't have loving and active parents in their life, they all end up going down to a house at the end of the street and they end up being trafficked by the, the, the mommy or the, or the dad or the couple that, that own that home. And it's in essentially a crack house and they farm out the children. They sell them that way. So you may see those same children run around playing outside for part of the day and everything may seem like it's somehow okay but, um, you know, in the back rooms and in the dark at night, those children are rotated through and, and, and raped and they're sold. And there's, there's a lot of money being made. So, um, and they farm the children out to sell drugs and other things. Uh, you know, what, do, what does that yeah. grooming process, because I mean, we're, we, we go from A to Z here, but what about yeah. the rest of the alphabet? What does that grooming process look like? How in the frick does somebody get into a kid's head and, uh, and groom them from being an innocent kid into um, participating in, in being trafficked? The key factor that has to be missing is a, a strong, loving father in the home. Evil targets the children that are not fortunate enough to have a loving, strong father presence. That's what we're seeing extensively and repeatedly. So, Poor kids, and they deserve protection, but some of them don't have it, and they are easy victims. So they're targeted. There will be any number of scenarios, but usually females are are used as recruiters and groomers, and they'll bring the children in, the runaways or the strays that don't have enough um, parental guidance in the home, and they're lured in, and they're they're told every manner of things that they want to hear, and given benefits that children like, you know, candy and whatever else. And uh, you can be part of this group. We belong here. We're going to be a little tribe. And the next thing you know, um, we have to work a little bit to sustain ourselves. We have to fund this. We have to buy food, especially for runaways. You know, hey, you know, uh, you're going to entertain this gentleman tonight. And, and, you know, after a period of weeks or maybe even months, you're going to entertain this gentleman. And, and it, it turns out to be just a prostitution trick, you know, she's got to turn that he or she has to sleep with the guy and then it just gets increasingly worse. And then the, the, the Romeo pimp, if the, if the groomer is a male, you know, a lot of times he'll pretend to be the, the boyfriend of the, of the young lady. And there's a lot of romance. She thinks somebody finally loves her 
and he's gotten her into where, hey, this is part of what we do here. You have to sleep with this guy, and it's just going to, we all take care of each other. It's just normal. It's part of how we do it. We're going to make a better life. It's all going to be okay. And then after some point, the Romeo pimp becomes the gorilla pimp. In other words, he turns, and the, and the pleasant face comes off. You're going to go service this client, or I'm going to beat you and, until you can't walk straight, and you you won't give me any resistance for the next one because it's not stopping. So it's just alluring and it, it takes a lot of different shapes, but a lot of times they use the women who are nurturing, who children trust to do the grooming and the recruiting, sadly enough. So I would love to think that there would be no woman who would be capable of recruiting a small child, but that's, that's a lot of how it takes place. Mike. Now, is there not also the equivalent of a puppy mill for children where um, there's children born, never gone to the hospital, no birth certificate, and they are bred specifically um, as invisible people to be uh, sex trafficked. And then when they're probably killed after when there's no, when they're no longer of use. Uh, my understanding is yes, that's, that's a pretty common occurrence. Uh, some young female will be taken or she, her freedom will be lost and she becomes a, a breeder, so to speak. They, they rape her extensively and they take her babies and they do with them whatever they will. And uh, it's just, it, it's unthinkable. And that's why you, know, you pointed out a lot of people don't want to know. And I, I understand why they don't want to know. But my gosh, if the children are being put through this, if they are living it, if it's being done to them, how pathetic would it be for the adult populace to say, oh, we can't even think about it. We, we can't even be bothered to help the most precious and innocent who can't help themselves. You know, we can't be in inconvenienced. You know, give me my new, my next $7 latte coffee. <laughs> Uh, I can't be bothered with those who I could actually help if I would just do a little something. The, the U.S. has more law enforcement agencies than any other nation in the world. Two that jump to mind that have been dedicated to a particular cause, the ATF, Alcohol, Alcohol Tobacco and Firearms, and the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration. So we have all of these different law enforcement groups, but is there one specifically, um, or is there even talk about creating a, a law enforcement entity specific to child trafficking? There, there's not one specific. That, now, there is one that does a lot about it. Um, Homeland Security Investigations, HSI, does uh, the, the most about it. By my observation, they've often got a role in our joint operations at Death for Child Rescue with federal and local law enforcement. So they do good work. The FBI actually does a lot of work against uh, child trafficking. And then uh, the U.S. Marshal Service are the ones that usually go in and make the mass arrest, mass arrests. So they, they're doing fantastic work. So I look, I applaud any law enforcement that's acting in good faith and, and carrying out the, the enforcing the law on behalf of the children, because so many are not, you know, we will call sheriffs or police, uh, chiefs of police or mayors. And, uh, they'll, a lot of times they'll admit, yeah, well, we know we have a big problem in our city, but we don't want the, 
populace aware of it, so we're just not going to run the, the ops to counter it. So in other words, to heck with the children, let them be destroyed, let them suffer the unthinkable on an increasing level because it's not politically expedient for us to have the populace made aware of it while we clean it up. So we're not going to clean it up. We're just going to ignore it and let it fester like cancer and let it rampage through the city. So that's a very disgusting and despicable thing. And uh, that's happening in in every major city already, especially those with, uh, with the leftist uh, political ideology because they, they believe in going soft on crime and especially soft on child rape crime. So the children are not being protected there in a prison on that culture in a prison system they segregate the pedophiles so that uh, in gen because in gen pop they'd get killed so is there something in the culture in the criminal culture that where that's also happening for for it within the criminal communities where there's one group of say firearm traffickers or or drug dealers who really hate pedophiles and and are they are they involved in in knocking these well, people off too or is there anything well, like here's that? Here's what you got in, in prison, Mark. You've got a mix of people who have made very bad decisions and gotten themselves there. Some of them are bad people, and they'll tell you that I'm bad. I shouldn't be in public. Uh, some of them just were put in a horrible situation, the worst day of their life. They ended up killing somebody and the law couldn't line up behind them or they didn't have a good attorney and they're in there. So people are in prison for a lot of different reasons, but most of them have no sense of humor about somebody harming and raping a small child. Drug dealer, a murderer, they don't like to see someone raping a child. That still digs at their basic human nature and so imagine it. Imagine the the irony, Mark, that murderers and rapists and drug dealers in prison have a greater sense of protection for the innocent children than our liberal city district attorneys do, who won't prosecute child rapists because a globalist Marxist billionaire funded their campaign and got them in that seat, knowing that with the agreement that they would not prosecute child rapists. Now you have 21 convictions because of the work that you've done. Uh, is that still at the number or is, is it? Uh, well, it's 23, but 23. We, uh, there's a lot more that we've uh, been assisting on and, and other things that, that we've got going on. So, and the, the primary thing that we're doing is alerting the populace, compromising the covert operation. Because it's easy to run a covert operation when the populace is unwitting to it. You can do it with impunity. Once the populace is awake and looking for you, everything changes. So that's job one is, is wake up the sleeping populace, educate them on what's going on, what it looks like, and how to report it. And that changes the entire culture. Without giving up any tricks of the trade, because we don't want to arm anybody to uh, protect themselves against you. Uh, how in the hell does a, a bunch of people get together like yourself, the Veterans for Child Rescue, and interface with with local law enforcement, FBI, um, Homeland Security? How do you actually do that? And because you're not uh, licensed law enforcement 
you know, like you don't have the licensing, like how do you, how does this actually work your group with, uh, with law enforcement? Yeah. Well, if you look on our board and you look at my bio, you'll see that we all are former intelligence community and federal law enforcement and spec ops veterans. And so we're talking to colleagues when we approach federal and local law enforcement. Uh, we all come from the same background, same culture. We were trained the same way, educated on the same things, have a lot of the same experiences. So as civilians, uh, we can do things that law enforcement cannot and law enforcement can do things that we cannot. So together we make a particularly powerful alliance and that's why it works. So we approach them with our template of operations and let them know that how we can help them and uh, and go over the, the planning and then uh, start coordinating and carry it out. What can you reveal about the logistics? I mean, some of it is in Contraland. How do you actually uh, lure in and capture uh, these pedophiles? Well, we won't go into that uh, aspect of it for obvious reasons reasons but that's and that's what i mean just what 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 you can reveal yeah one one thing that we talk about it what we did for the super bowl and we're doing for final four and other big events because anytime you've got a tens of thousands of men converging on a a town or city for a big event those men uh, some of them are men of, of significant financial means and a percentage of them are perverts and there is a catering to them for their entertainment outside of the event. So some of that is drugs. Some of that is uh, prostitution and a percentage of that prostitution now are children. And so we run what are called geofencing operations by where we can send out messages to everybody within a certain um, perimeter that we decide the size and location of, and we can blast out messages to people's smart devices and send them to a link on what to look for pertaining to child trafficking and how to report it. So and we've got that right on our website, Vets for Child Rescue. So we run those joint operations with another allied org called Untrafficked. Fantastic guys, powerful capabilities. Uh, we united with them for a good reason. And that's a very powerful thing. So now instead of a bunch of people unwitting and the predator is running with impunity uh, in the days surrounding the, the, the major event. Now the populace is being alerted, almost like an, think of it as an amber alert. Hey, here's the problem. Here's what to look for. Here are the signs, and here's how you report it. So um, geofencing operations are just one of the things that we do, very powerful. Are there any other groups like yours out there? There are different groups. I wouldn't say there's any like ours. I don't know of any actually arresting the the child predators like we do inside the United States. It's easy to work with third world countries and do it um, and uh, elsewhere. That's why most of them that that rally big money do it elsewhere because it's easy pickings. But, you know, for me personally, I thought that after, after deploying to 60 countries around the world over the decades, I was tired of going anywhere else. Once I learned that child trafficking was as dark and pervasive here in the continental United States as it is. So I decided, Hey, look, I'm not needing to go anywhere else. I'm going to fight in our country for our children. Now with the rest of my time, that's what, that's what I'm doing. I don't 
I don't know of any org that's doing what we're doing. There's some that, that help law enforcement with just cyber stuff, which is a great, that's a great contribution. I appreciate that. It's needed. So I applaud that. But I don't know of any that are actually facing the, the predators like we are that are kidding up and, and taking down the guys and, and affecting the arrests like we are. So, so you're, you're actually, your group is able to affect arrests legally. Yeah, well, when we run the operation, and then when the when it's time to actually put the cuffs on, I'll give a brevity code to our law enforcement allies, usually a SWAT team um, that'll that's in the next room that'll come and effect arrest. It's better if they actually do the cuffing for legal purposes for liability. Um, so that's that's where that handoff takes place is, is right before that actual cuffing uh, sequence. In some jurisdictions, is it possible for you guys to get deputized for specific oh, yeah. operations? Yeah, we do. We get deputized quite a few places. And that's got that to change the game then because if you're deputized, then you have the actual powers of arrest and there's probably fewer um, liabilities to be concerned with. Yeah. Yep. Yep. True. Is there any other country in the world that you know of that has a group like yours? Well, I know Australia has uh, several groups uh, that are that are doing great things uh, internationally, and uh, man, I, I applaud them. Uh, they're very prolific at getting boys and girls out of bars and brothels who are there and the sex trade that don't want to be there, and. Um, you know, another allied organization of ours called SWAT Ministries International. They're out of Thailand, and they help uh, train those NGO um, agents to, to con- conduct that work. And they also train the recovered girls and boys on personal protection afterward. So uh, we allied with SWAT Ministries International for that reason. They, they do great work as well. So we appreciate everybody that's that's acting in good faith and, and fighting this globally. It's just such a huge epidemic. And it's, again, like you pointed out initially, it's, it's kept secret because there's multiple levels of benefit to those that are, that are in elected official positions. There's the, we already talked about the, the financial benefit. The, there's a political leverage because a lot of the people that we vote for don't, carry out those promises because they're compromised. They're on video raping boys or girls or both. And then somebody else owns them. They answer to whoever holds that video instead of the citizens. And so we citizens do without, we're being betrayed on on wholesale. Absolutely across the board, we're being betrayed. Nothing makes sense. Our countries are being sold out and we're, we're demoralized as our watch as we're watching our countries be destabilized systematically because our enemies are holding the videos of our elected officials raping children. So we have to clean this up. We have to find a way to replace those who are on board with this godless, amoral, Marxist global agenda that is so dark and destructive because it's literally on the global scale it's being run by those who hate us and mean to destroy our country so that they can have a tyrannical level of control and uh, pedophilia is one of their biggest weapons has your group has your group caught or apprehended any politicians 
No, not yet. But uh, I'm an active duty federal law enforcement agent and a, an elite pedophile high up in the church in Utah and an active duty army recruiter and a Mexican cartel drug kingpin and a couple of illegal aliens and, I mean, people of all types. We don't care who it is. The children just deserve to be protected. And my whole thing is I don't care who you are. I'm not out to counter any specific group. It's not about that at all for me. I just want people to stop raping and destroying children. We've all been children, and even an animal will protect its offspring. And who are we as a species if we can't protect our little ones? So that's it. If you understand that I just want to stop this child rape and industrial scale um, selling of the children for that purpose, then you'll understand my motivation and why. To get people off the bench, they got they, and I said this earlier, but to put a cherry on it, to get people off the bench and into the game, they have to believe it affects them directly. So yeah. if they think it's just underprivileged um, children, um, children of drug users uh, in the inner city, or it's just some of the uh, kids that are coming across the south, the U.S. southern border illegally, and and that's all it is, which is still horrific. And anybody that doesn't have empathy for that and isn't concerned about that, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to look in the mirror and look for a soul. But yeah. uh, for for people to really bring it home, how does this affect suburban kids? Like, we see missing kids all the all time. Right. And I think it's safe to assume... Good question, Mark. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll leave it there and let you take it. How does this affect the, the typical suburban kid? Yeah, all right. So, yeah, typical suburban kid, he's online, he's playing Xbox. A percentage of those... Uh, friends that he's playing with are predatory men and they're setting him up to, to either kidnap or, or uh, lure into uh, child trafficking one way or another. And on their smart devices, they they're playing uh, Chinese owned apps like TikTok and others that are robbing the data out of their phones and yours, by the way, for the Chinese communist party. And they're also uh, some of these apps have surreptitious, and covert functions like geolocating. It can, it can not only recognize your child's face with facial recognition software and send it to predators worldwide that they share, but it can surreptitiously video your child. And then it can, um, and like I said, rob all the data between your, your child's phone and your phones but also geolocate. So in other words, the predator can track your child when he's coming home from school on the bus, when he's on the playground, when he's home, uh, when he goes out to you know, maybe take the garbage out or get the mail. If you send him chores, the predator can be there to knock him in the head, throw him in the back of a creepy rape van, never to be seen or heard from again. And the typical suburban mom or dad goes, what just happened? They have no idea that the child has been talking to a creepy adult predator who they thought was another child. Do you have any idea as to the numbers of, of how often this happens? Oh, it's, it happens all day, every day. They're just, uh, like how, how many kids uh, are we talking about? Say again, uh, how many kids are we talking about that disappear? Like suburban kids that, that, that disappear because of this. 
I think they're saying 80,000 a year Jesus inside Christ. the United States. So, I mean, like two football stadiums full of children is what they're estimating. But again, it's such a dark and heinous crime. And the people that are involved know that if they get caught, uh, if the system works the way that it should, they'll never see the light of day again. It's, they, they can't survive it. So they keep it very, very covert. And uh, another reason that it affects every suburban family, whether they have kids or not, is they don't get what they vote for. You vote for a certain thing, you, you find a candidate you think is running on a certain ticket. Okay, I subscribe to those things that that person wants to do. I believe those things will make my country better. I'm going to vote for that. And denied. You don't get that because that person you voted for is on video raping children. Can you think what of a single politician, not? Craig, because I can't. Can you think of a single politician that ever had uh, child sex trafficking as part of their platform to deal with it? I can't think of it ever being said. Uh, Trump did. Trump made a big deal out of it. And and um, President Trump said that that was something he was not okay with. And he ramped up the counter-trafficking operations on his watch. So that was one time when we saw a politician uh, stand up against it. There have been others that have made kind of a mild mention. But really, it's not one that they they go very hard on. It's it's way too quiet, Con, considering the level of prevalence of pedophilia and child trafficking and the level of harm that it brings. Uh, there's not nearly the, the level of admission uh, to address it that we need to see. So we need a we need a massive upscale to counter this to, to begin to to heal it. It's like any wound, you've got to. You got to expose the wound before you can clean it, and it can begin to heal. Otherwise, uh, that that wound only festers and grows more rancid. Who came up with those numbers between thirty-eight and fifty billion dollar industry? Uh, is that just in the U.S. or is it global? And who came up that's, with those numbers? That's in the U.S. Jesus. Uh, most of the, the yeah, most of the stats are from uh, NICMIC, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. If you go there, they've got a lot of statistics stats on what different agencies submit to them according to their investigations and studies. We have a couple of uh, questions in the comments here. One is from Dorothy uh, Harkin Herman. She's a retired NYPD and asking how she can help. Yeah. Well, I would say that the first thing is go to our website, vetsforchildrescue.org. And you'll see a long list of empowering tools there and intel that we've shared specifically to let people know how they can get involved, how to contact your elected officials and weigh heavily on them to take greater action and stronger enforcement against the the predators, stronger protection for the children, better education and prevention so the, all of those things are there. And then there's uh, a way to volunteer for our organization with law enforcement or other skills to get more directly involved. So that's the first key is stop by the website and plug in. And are you keeping your operations in the U.S. or are there any plans for uh, going international? Our, our direct operations, we, ha- we plan to stay in the United States, although there are countries like Australia really crying out for assistance in standing up other wings or other units like Vets for Child Rescue because the need is great. So 
I'm all about helping them and, and uh, assisting in them. Cause they've got, you know, a lot of these guys, they've got, they've got great uh, spec ops units like the special air service. And, you know, a lot of the allied nations have strong counter-terrorist spec ops units that would uh, be great protectors of children. If they start learning about this, you know, if, if they, if they defended their nations against evil, well, this is the, this is the worst evil that they could have ever thought to defend their people against. So once they're educated on this and they see that it's in their homeland and it's ravaging their, their offspring, they would get ticked off like I did and start uh, fighting back in this way as well. So I'm all about helping them any way we can. Well, thank God uh, the Republic of the USA is a system that allows you to operate the way that you're operating. I don't think the way that uh, our government is in Canada, that a group like this could even function. I yeah. like we, I just, we're not like that. And well, it's, we it's, won't, it's a we damn won't shame. be able to either Mark, unless we fight back and maintain what little we have. Look, a tyranny hates a void. A, they, a tyranny does not like a void, a vacuum of, of tyranny. And the United States has been a vacuum. There has been no tyranny in the United States for a couple hundred years, 240 years. And, and they, it wants to close that gap and, and fill it and reinstall tyranny there. And we've been under attack from the moment our country was founded. So we do have to fight back. But I would want it not just for the United States. I want this freedom for Canada. I want this for, for every nation, because we're all God's children. All the little ones deserve protection. I think human beings deserve to, to live, to be free, but it's it's not free. It's, it's very expensive freedom, and you have to hack out that existence of freedom uh, by asserting yourself and fighting for it. And that means fighting these tyrants out of elected official positions that are abusing their authority and tormenting the people and, um, and, and bringing that tyrannical rule that we all despise. We just have to assert ourselves and, and root them out and get people in who will actually serve we, the, the, the people, the citizens. So Ped- some things are universal. Pedophiles put themselves into positions where they have access to children. And what better place than Disneyland? And we have some yeah. recent news. Tell me about uh, what the hell's going on with Disney. It's the same thing we're seeing across the board. It's the same globalist cabal that that want to instill this this sickness across the board in every institution that raping children is somehow normal and good, and uh, and so they want to start to indoctrinate and groom the children and pervert their little minds and instill these these perverse thoughts and lessons and educational pieces and entertainment pieces so that the child is sexualized from an earlier age and morally lost and not able to defend themselves and be grounded and know what's repulsive to them and what's damaging and harmful to them that they're not ready for yet. Uh, the predator wants the child kind of traumatized and, and to be a soft target for them. So they groom the children and they, they scheme up ways to do that. Oh, we'll put stuff in cartoons. We'll put stuff in the games, put stuff in the rides. We'll put predators in the parks. I was asking more about the recent arrests. Morality. Hasn't, haven't there been recent arrests at Disney, oh, yeah. of Disney executives? Yeah. That's, that's what I was round of them. They, they keep arresting them at Disney. Now, Disney, now the uh, governor DeSantis of Florida is kind of having at it. 
with the executives of Disney because Disney Disney has enjoyed a lot of uh, special perks uh, due to how much revenue it's brought into the state of Florida there with Disney World. But um, it's if you're going to be allowing the the overt harm to children, DeSantis is not a governor that's going to allow that to continue. So he's he's bringing the executives of Disney to account, and he's challenging him for it. So. Yeah, there's been another round of arrests that Disney's going to have to answer for and how that'll go. I think we'll all have to watch and see, but I applaud it um, because when we do not enforce the law that protects the children, the children get destroyed. And uh, Disney has demonstrated their nature, their true culture as as, as a predatory entity, and uh, we have to sit up and take notice and defend our children from it. This is the fastest 51 minutes I've ever had on this show. Craig, I'm going to put a pin in it there, but uh, thank you so much and for, for sharing uh, your experience, for the work that you do, and for producing the movie Contraland. So there's going to be in the show notes. Uh, so this show is right now live streaming on LinkedIn and Facebook. But it's also going to be rebroadcast uh, within the next couple hours here and on the, all the available podcast channels. In the podcast show notes, there's going to be links to um, uh, the Contraland movie, or you could just go to ContralandMovie.com. Uh, and any of your other links I'm going to have in there, including uh, on LinkedIn. And of course, uh, to all the listeners out there, please do your bit. Share the hell out of this episode. Share it, share it, share it. Because... Sunlight is the best disinfectant. We need yes, to shine light on the most hideous thing. And if you're not going to uh, suit up, throw on a vest, and, and kick open some pedophiles' doors, which would be great if people did that a little more often, but um, at least share something like this to raise awareness. Because with that raised awareness, it puts press, pressure on our politicians and to wake the hell up and do something about this to start creating special divisions of law enforcement uh, and, and having media actually cover these incredibly important stories so that the public outrage that should be there happens. This is not imaginary. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is our children that are being uh, kidnapped and raped all the time. And it's a huge, huge, massive industry, and it's worldwide. It's not just in the States. It's in Canada as well, as well as the other 66 countries that tune into this show. It, it, it happens worldwide. Some places more than others, but it is worldwide. So we have to do our bit to put an end to it. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Craig Sawyer, the saw man, thank you, brother, for being on the show today. Hey, thank you for airing this subject and amplifying the message. Bless you. Anybody else that wants to, to interview me and hear about it on your channel, please reach out because we, we all have a chance to, to do this and help help put out the good word. So bless you, Mark, for stepping up. Well, brother, I've got a couple of introductions that I'll, I'll make of some uh, good size shows, uh, people that I think would love to have you. Please stay in the line. You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. Hello, my friends. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you found this episode helpful, healing, or informative, 
please let me know by leaving a rating on either Spotify or Apple. And please share, share like the sugar bear on all of your social media channels. Because sharing is caring.